0: Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the podcast from Acadia, where we take time to get under the skin of the risk, margin and collateral industry, to dig deep and present topical perspectives and insights on this hugely important sector. Phase five is well underway. Phase six will be upon us soon. Regulations covering Uncleared Margin Rules, or UMR, which began with phase one way back in September 2016 have had a profound impact on the risk management and derivatives industry. Only the largest firms with an average aggregate notional amount, or AANA, greater than $3 trillion were covered by phase one. But phase six, which comes into play this September, promises to bring into scope firms with an AANA greater than just $8 billion. For those firms, now is the time, if they haven't already, to start conversations with established service providers who can help them meet their UMR requirements. And many service providers will themselves be partnering with cutting edge technology providers to deliver solutions for their clients. In this episode of Ahead of the Curve, we're going to look at the importance of that relationship and explore the advantages of outsourcing UMR compliance. To do that, we'll bring together a respected service provider, BNP Paribas Securities Services, and an expert technology provider, Acadia. With that in mind, I'm delighted to be joined by David Radley, Director of Strategic Accounts at Acadia, and Julie Mostafé, Global Product Manager for Over-the-Counter and Collateral Services at BNP Paribas Security Services, along with Pierre Marchand, the Valuation Specialist for Over-the-Counter Collateral Services, also from bMP Peribar Securities Services David Julie Pierre, welcome to you all it 's great to have you all on the podcast on the program. Julie. Let me come to you first let's let 's focus on the challenges your clients are facing. what are they particularly in relation to phase five? to phase six.
1: Thank you, John. Um, I would say our phase five and six clients are mainly asset owners, asset managers, or insurance companies, and the top challenge for them is uh, to jump on the bandwagon as they are caught by the very last phases, um, contrary to their counterparties who are mainly from the sell side and consequently already onboarded in the previous phases. This is therefore very new for them and uh, they have to ramp up quickly to demonstrate full compliance while this is becoming quite standard for the counterparties. First, it should be obvious that this is important to bring it up, the need to determine whether they are in scope. This is indeed the firm's responsibility. To do so, they have to calculate their ANA. The calculation itself is rather simple. It consists in the consolidation of all the OTC-derivative transactions at group level over a certain period, but um, the complexity comes with all the rules behind this calculation. For instance, um, the scope of instruments to be included, it is not always the same as the scope of instruments um, eligible to post uh, initial margin. This can be surprising, but this is a case, for instance, of the FX4 rods, which are not subject to IAM requirements, but are to be included in the IA calculation. Also, the jurisdiction is a key criteria to take into consideration. Um, An instrument um, may be included in the calculation for a certain jurisdiction, but not for another one. And uh, the calculation period can differ also depending on the jurisdiction. Our clients are not always familiar with all these conditions and uh, they are looking for our guidance as a service provider. Another challenge I would say is um, the legal documentation, very burdensome and many times too much underestimated by our clients. During the onboarding phase of a client, we always feel the necessity to highlight the strong dependency on its counterparties with the negotiation of the IAM collateral documents, commonly the CSA, um, the eligible collateral matrices, but also the custody triparty documentation. Many of our clients, uh, they tend to target a complete IAM framework across all their counterparties And uh, finally, this is rarely possible due to the time required. And um, our clients and their counterparties do not have necessarily the same priorities when um, our clients look to execute a CSA, for instance, uh, on the regulatory date for 1st of September. Each counterparty may have higher priorities with other counterparties. And this can create a delay in the response, and of course, in the execution of the agreement. This is a real game changer for the last phase firms, as um, it allows them to concentrate their efforts on relationships exceeding 50 million, whilst delaying the implementation of those below the 50 million. And this can sometimes reduce drastically um, the number of the relationships, and this is always appreciated when our clients are out of time.
0: Thank you for that, Julia, And, and let, let's just build on that that principle of prioritization. Pierre, I'm interested in your thoughts here. Could you give me uh, insight uh, in your role as an analyst to the prioritization?
2: Sure, sure. We offer our clients to help them to prioritize between counterparties by performing simulation on portfolios. Uh, the Simulation they it allow not only to prioritize counterparties but also to select a calculation methodology that may impact the, the IM amount. Um, let me come back on the on the on the two methodologies used by the by the market participant to calculate the initial margin. One is called the schedule and uh, is described in the BCBS core document. The second one is the well-known uh, SIM methodology for uh, a standard initial margin methodology. You can also go to to look at uh, to to read uh, the methodology uh, on the it's. possible to find it on the uh, ISDA uh, website. Uh, The the ISDA SIM is the industry risk-based methodology that uh, was developed by uh, by ISDA and uh, adopted by most uh, of all phase one to four uh, market participants. But with uh, phase five and six, I could notice different types of portfolio compared to previous phases. Uh, first of all, they can be much smaller. Second of all, they can have much more directional positions or strategy. And uh, uh, while running simulation uh, on those portfolio, uh, I-, I have seen that uh, ISDA was not always the most relevant methodology to use. So what does it mean it means that simulation is something uh, uh, important to, to, to perform and uh, uh, it's a part of the, of the discussion uh, when, while negoc- negotiating uh, uh, the, the CSA, for example, with the, with the, with the counterparties. Lastly, um, I would like also to raise a final uh, challenge for uh, phase 5 and 6. Uh, That uh, they will have to deal with. Uh, It is the the model governance uh, and the mandatory backtesting for ISDA sim. So even if in Europe the regulation is not yet definitive, as we are still waiting for the final RTS to be published, we already know that our client will have to run model validation exercise. We still. Don't know all the detailed requirements for those exercises, but we can already confirm that this exercise will be very time-consuming.
0: Pierre, thank you for that. And and Julie as well for some, some fascinating and important detail there on the impact of Phase 5 and 6. David, I want to bring you in here as well now. Talk to me about Acadia's role here and the services you provide that can help BNP, Paribas Security Services clients.
3: Thanks, John, of course. Um, But first, if I may, I'd like to explain where this all started. It was way back in 2015 when Acadia introduced its first service to support UMR, and the service was called I Am Exposure Manager. This service was designed in full partnership with a majority of the phase one banks, as well as TriOptima, allowing the calculation and full reconciliation of exposures prior to margin. The service went live, on September first, two thousand sixteen, and I'm, I'm proud to say supports close to ninety nine percent of all operational UMR agreements being processed today. So that's that's a good number, David. Ninety nine percent. We push for a hundred, um, <laughs> but we can, but try. But mainly, this is a great example of the industry working together to build out a solution that ultimately can be used by anyone in the world. As we have heard from Julie and Pierre. Um, As we've moved through the phases, we've seen client requirements change. And sadly, not everybody or everyone, in fact most don't, outside of phases one and two, have an abundance of skilled resources to build out against SIM or grid, complete the backtesting needs, or monitor their thresholds while staying on top of the regulatory requirements that UMR brings. So with Acadia and, and BMP, us being so involved in UMR and working closely with clients and partners, we've been able to react to the changing needs of phase five and six and introduce new services that ultimately allow them to benefit from economies of scale so they have systems equal to the largest banks. And our offerings include the ability to take in trades, calculate SIM or grid or both in um, Produce CRIF to calculate exposures, support reconciliation, run dynamic and static back tests, and of course, margin it electronically through to the counterparties. And this is all underpinned with the fact that those services I just mentioned, we have comprehensive documentation, so clients don't have to go through that process of producing the documentation for regulatory approvals. And um, to date, through the phases one to five, the majority of firms have come to us to use that documentation to support their approvals everywhere around the world.
0: I just want to expand this a little bit more then. And and thank you for that, David. What what, what are the, the benefits of having a partnership with Acadia? Julie, let me come to you first on that.
1: First, I think it is important to remind we have a uh, long-standing relationship with Acadia. We were among the very first asset services to be onboarded back to 2012, if I remember well. At that time, the margin calls were all agreed via emails or even faxes, stone age now. (laughs) And uh, for for us, as a collateral service provider, it makes sense to partner with Acadia to propose a full automation and get rid of this overwhelming manual process.
3: And, and I'm pleased to say that we've been working with b Security Services for 10 years. And over that time, we've built a close working relationship and understanding of each other that is essential when new requirements are added or changed. As we've already mentioned, the introduction of UMR requires new ways of operating and new technologies and services to support. And this can be expensive, especially if you're not required to move margin immediately. And to put this into context, phase five was expected to have around 600 plus firms in scope. The actual number was closer to 350. And of this, and seven months in now, only around 150 of those are moving margin. In phase six, the numbers are expected to be around 700 firms caught. And based on our discussions, it will be around 150 to 250 firms that will move margin in the first six months which leaves a large population in scope for operating under the threshold for some time so by working closely together we have a complete suite of services that manages the transition and limits the cost as they only need to adopt what's required for those firms that are planning to operate under the threshold our threshold monitoring service takes in exposure calculations from the brokers so that each firm has a clear view on where they are against their agreed threshold amount. Added to this service are triggers that alert you when you have breached the preset amounts, so you're always aware of where you are and can plan accordingly. Add to this this part of the service, we have pre-trade calculation, which um, allows you to place trades with the correct counterparty, limiting your IAM exposure, and in some cases reducing it, which will lead to delay in any breaches of threshold. But, inevitably, um, as firms move closer to the threshold, this is where this partnership really delivers, by making transitions simple and clear. Acadia, with its technology and ability to calculate SIM, grid, reconcile positions, margin, backtest, and BMP security services, skilled resources and procedures to handle every step of the process around the requirements. And it's this combination of technology, people and understanding that makes UMR less daunting than it could be.
1: Indeed. Well said, David. This is indeed the feeling for UMR and especially for for the IM. Uh, When we talk about initial margin and our partnership with Acadia, we have to speak about um, our threshold monitoring service, as said earlier, the regulatory threshold led to a shift of service for phase five and six firms, and uh, IM threshold monitoring became a key component of our IM services. This is why we had designed a threshold monitoring service uh, via our operating system for clients who had already outsourced the variation margin in BNP Paribas security services, and consequently for re- we do have all the ROTC derivative transactions and all the data already set up. But we could also complement our offering with the EKDI IMTM module, especially dedicated to new clients we were onboarding for the Reg IM and for which we did not have neither the transactions nor the data set up in our operating system. This way, we could meet expectations from uh, either our existing clients. Having two different options of threshold monitoring in our IM offering is also a very good modular solution for the clients who are fully conscious. They will not breach the threshold before a long term and therefore are comfortable with the monitoring relying on their counterparties' calculation. This is what IMTM, the module of Acadia, provides. And then... As soon as they are closer to the threshold, but not yet in breach, they can move towards our monitoring with a benchmarking of calculation versus their counterparties and also a daily reconciliation we perform.
2: Pierre, let me just bring you in here as well. What are your thoughts? From a day-to-day perspective, the the benefit of the partnership with, uh, with Acadia is that almost all counterparties are connected to the initial margin modules ninety nine percent or more. So this allows to uh, to benchmark the IM calculation and also to dig into the discrepancies uh, in the case of a dispute on an uh, uh, initial margin margin call. For our analysts, the tool is more than a reconciliation engine that compare trade population how we are used to see. Uh, it's possible to navigate easily in the portfolio and in all IM calculation details. For the SIM, we can navigate in the IM tree and compare with counterparties uh, details. We can also look at the trade sensitivities in the case the uh, counterparty permits it. So you can really have all the details of the of the trades. And thanks to this we have solved Pretty quickly several several disputes, for example, I have uh, easily detected that a counterparty uh, which was calculating uh, uh, a portfolio under grid instead of sim because you've got this information available in the, in the Acadia exposure manager uh, it's also possible to find very tricky mistake on the on the, the, the risk FX risk identifier. Uh, that has been wrongly uh, allocated by uh, one of the by one of the party when you are calculating uh, sim so uh, we are uh, we are uh, we are uh, really saving time and uh, and uh, it uh, it lot to uh, to uh, to pro- to provide uh, to provide a better uh, better service to uh, to uh, to uh, all our uh, clients yeah
0: thank you for that uh- Julia, I just want to come back to you briefly. You mentioned a little earlier and you've been talking about Reg IM. Um, BNP Paribas, are you still accepting clients to onboard for Reg IM?
1: Well, this is becoming very late, I would say, Uh, but um, well, this is true, we have received some uh, very late requests uh, from some of uh, our existing custody clients, for instance. And uh, of course, um, the deadline is largely over, I would say, because um, uh, this is becoming now very urgent to implement the whole framework uh, to exchange IM, We don't want to close the door, and uh, we propose uh, to take advantage of the regulatory relief of the 50 million, for instance. They are not always familiar with, and we can support them indeed at first with our threshold monitoring service, and then uh, ensure a ramp-up by onboarding progressively the counterparties identified as breaching quickly the threshold. Um, We are proud to offer a best-of-breed solution for our clients um, as uh, we not only um, offer uh, the IM calculation and exposure management, but also the IM segregation uh, via our tri party services. So this is something uh, we are proud of uh, because uh, we we can uh, have um, a full end-to-end solution for our clients.
3: And I completely agree with you, um, Julie. Um, from an Acadia perspective, yeah, time is running out. But where are we now? We're the day before Easter begins and we break up. And um, we've been working with clients to say time is of essence, but um, largely a lot of organizations have been well organized. So we're we're anticipating the, the last shop for coming into us to do the sensitivity calculation and all the way through the end of April. That said, we're not closing the door, um, but as we move through May and into June, it will be on the best endeavours, and that threshold monitoring service will become essential just to give firms that additional time frame that they require. So I believe by the combination of services that we've got, we can give additional time, um, but really, if you're not ready yet, the big advice is, is, is please reach out, right, because Time is against
0: you. Okay, so I'm going to keep this time, this clock metaphor going because the, the clock is ticking. And as we look ahead, what should Phase Six firms be doing now to prepare for UMR compliance? Julie, let me come to you first on that.
1: I would say the first, the first thing that uh, the, the in scope firms should definitely be aware if they are in scope or not, <laughs> and they ha- should have defined their prioritizations in terms of relationships. So, um, just to define which are to be live as of September the first, due to the fact, the, due to the requirement of, um, of, uh, posting IM and which will be under the threshold monitoring. For the ones, uh, who, who would be live, I guess that they are, um, negotiating their CSA. Hope so. Um, because, um, they have to, to be in the middle of this, uh, huge task. And also, um, Agree with their counterparties on the calculation method, this is sometimes um, a long process of negotiation between the parties because each party can be um, can be more interesting in the in one calculation method rather than the other one. so this is part of the negotiation between sim versus grid and um, for those who will um, have to post initial margin as of September the first of course they would need to um, to select uh, they're custodians, so I guess this is something they already have in mind and they have already made their choice, hopefully.
3: And on top of that, I would say take the opportunity to test so you know how this is all going to work and what issues you're going to need to manage. Your brokers are there and ready to support you now, but that time window is closing.
2: So remember, uh, the trading scope are the one done from uh, September 1st. So it means that if you uh, uh, want to perform simulation, you have to think about uh, the ramp-up of trade that you will have uh, from September 1st. You will have to think about the portfolio uh, uh, dynamic. So I guess it's it's clear one message
0: coming through here that the time is of the essence uh, when it comes to all of this. Unfortunately, though, we are out of time for this particular podcast. So so for David Radley, Julie Mostafé and Pierre Monchon, thank you all very much for joining us. It's been a fascinating and really interesting conversation. And thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. We'd like to know what you think, so please do get in touch and share your thoughts. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to Acadia.inc. But until next time, it's goodbye from us.